I was having a bit of a house party when it all started. I had just moved into my great-uncle's old house. My great-uncle had recently moved into a nursing home, and since I was the only family in the area still renting, he decided to give me his house. It was maybe outside of city limits about half an hour on about 30 acres of land. Anyway, my friends had decided to throw me a housewarming party. It was a pretty good time. It was a pretty simple party. We just got some pizza, and one of the guys brought a keg. At the end of the night, after almost everyone had gone home, Jenny and her brother Mike were helping me clean up the place. I hate cleaning, so the help was much appreciated. Jenny and I were going around with trash bags, tossing the used plastic cups and plates and stuff. Mark offered to sweep up. I told him I had a broom and dustpan in the pantry in the kitchen. After Minnie came back to the living room and asked why I didn't show them the basement when I gave them the tour. This was confusing because there wasn't a basement. I told him as much. He thought I was pulling his leg at first and he insisted I had one. He said he had seen it while he was looking for the pantry in the kitchen. I asked him what he meant by looking for the pantry since there was only the one door in the kitchen and it was the pantry. He said, what are you talking about? There's two doors, the pantry and the basement. Well, after a little back and forth, he demanded we all go into the kitchen and see it. I wasn't sure where this basement bit was going, but I decided to play along. We all went in there and he pointed out the obvious second door and said, See? Two doors. I was taken aback. I told him, man, I'm telling you, I've never seen this door before. It wasn't here. And it's not like I wouldn't notice a basement door in my own kitchen. He walked over to it and opened it up, revealing a set of unlit stairs descending down into the earth. Mike chuckled and said, it's okay, man. If you forgot to show us the basement, you don't gotta deny having a basement. I just stood there dumbfounded. They both were laughing at me. I don't blame them for laughing. I'm sure it looked ridiculous for me to deny having a basement when we were standing in front of the stairs down into a basement. We went back to cleaning. We finished up and they went home. After they left, I went back into the kitchen to investigate. Sure enough, the door was still there. I stood at the top of the steps looking down into the dark. I could smell the damp basement air rising up. I thought about going down there to look around, but I never liked dark basements at the best of times. And the basement that had apparently appeared out of nowhere definitely was not the exception to that rule. So I went to bed, deciding to figure out whatever was going on in the morning. I didn't sleep particularly well that night. Thinking about the basement put me on edge and all, but I eventually got to sleep. The next morning I was sitting at the kitchen table, sipping my coffee and just staring at that door. I noticed on the wall of the kitchen, there was a picture of one of my great-uncle's birthday parties. It was my 
great uncle and some family standing in the kitchen with little, little party hats on. But in the picture, there was just regular wall with some of that ugly floral wallpaper that was on the walls and the rest of the kitchen. The door to this basement just wasn't there. This obviously made me really uncomfortable. I was there for that party. It was only a couple of years ago. And I remember being the one taking a lot of pictures. So I pulled out my phone and scrolled through my photos to find my pictures from the party. Sure enough, the picture on the wall was the one I had taken. And it was still saved on my phone. Only in the picture saved on my phone, the door was there. At this point, I was starting to think that maybe something was a bit odd with this whole situation. Magic doors appearing is one thing, but my phone betraying me too, he would never. That afternoon, I went to the county building office or whatever it's called, and I got a copy of the building plans and permit record or whatever for the house. They charged me like $2 a page to make copies or something outrageous. Anyway, I went over the plans and permits and there was nothing in there about any sort of basement. So either this thing was magic or maybe my uncle built it without permits. I thought about going to stay with a friend, but I decided that was a bit of an overaction for an undocumented basement. So I just stayed home. That evening, while I was cooking dinner, I was doing breakfast for dinner, scrambled eggs, toast, you know. I kept looking back over my shoulder at that dang door. I kept thinking I was hearing noises coming from that basement, but I chalked it up to paranoia. Still, when I went to bed that night, I pushed the chest freezer in front of the basement door. I know it was a bit silly, but it made me feel better. The next morning, the freezer was pushed out into the middle of the kitchen, like someone had pushed it out of the way to get into the basement or to get out. I had to go into town anyway to pick up some groceries, and while I was there, I stopped by the hardware store and picked up a deadbolt for the basement door. It took about an hour, but I managed to install the deadbolt into the door, and I was pretty proud of myself all in all. Felt like a proper homeowner doing handiwork around my house, all fancy with a drill. Well, I was proud of myself until the next morning. When I went into the kitchen that morning, the deadbolt I had so proudly installed was laying on the floor in front of the door. At first, I was scared that I had screwed it up, but when I got closer, I saw the holes I had drilled in the door and the frame for the deadbolt were completely gone. So at least I didn't have to admit that I didn't know how to install a deadbolt. It was like the door had spit out the deadbolt and like completely healed itself. I had to go into work that day, but I didn't get much done. I couldn't stop thinking about that door and those stairs leading into that dark abyss of whatever was down there. When I got home, I just sat in front of the door and stared at it. 
normally when I get home, I take off my gun because I don't want to be one of those weirdos who walks around their own house with a concealed weapon. But I decided to keep it on me with all the weirdness going on. I was listening as intently as I could. My breathing was absolutely quiet, straining to hear if anything was going on down there. I was pretty sure I could faintly hear something moving around down there. But then again, it could have just as easily been my imagination. You know how it is when you're trying to hear something you think is there. Every little noise confirms your suspicions. I don't know how long I sat there, but out of nowhere, what felt like a deafening tone came, and I jumped to my feet, reaching for my gun, before I realized it was the doorbell. I had forgotten that we were supposed to have a game night. I let them in, but they picked up on how distracted I was pretty quick. Mike asked me what was going on. He made some little joke about how I didn't need to still be feeling guilty for forgetting to show them the basement. Of course, this got all of them asking about the basement. I tried to deflect, but they wouldn't drop it. Eventually, I gave in and told them everything that had been going on. They all thought I was pulling their legs, kept cracking jokes about it, until I took them into the kitchen and showed them the picture hanging on the wall that was missing the door. They knew I liked to joke around, but they also knew I had zero Photoshop skills. And there's no way I would go through the trouble of making a fake picture just for this stupid bit. I also showed them the pictures I had taken of the deadbolt I installed. Like I said, I was super proud of my handiwork. And showed them how the door was completely unmarked. At this point, most of them except for Mike were starting to get a bit spooked. But Mike still insisted I was making it all up. He said, basements don't just magically appear. And deadbolts don't just magically uninstall themselves. He thought we should just go down there and take a look around for ourselves. The group went silent and people were looking away, not making eye contact with him. I spoke up. I don't think that's a good idea, man. Let's just get back to the game and leave it alone. Mike was insistent, though. He pulled out his phone, turned on the flashlight, and he said, I'll go down by myself then. Y'all are going to feel mighty stupid when I come back fine. I know, Mike. There wasn't much point in arguing with him. He's one of those guys that once he decides to do something like that, there's no talking him out of it. So we all just kind of watched him as he started going down the stairs. Despite looking like your typical creaky old rickety wood stairs, they didn't creak at all. We watched as he got to the bottom of the steps and called out the all clear. I replied, all right, you've made your point. Let's get back to the game. He turned and went further into the basement, so we couldn't see him anymore. We heard him call out, Yo, come down here. You've got to see this. I shouted back, What is it? Don't make us come down there. He didn't answer. I let out an annoyed sigh. I was going to have to go down there to see what he was doing. 
I stepped away from that godforsaken passage to the deep, and I went over and got a flashlight out of the junk drawer. All of a sudden, as I was walking back towards the stairs, the door swung shut of its own volition, I guess. One of the women let out a, a surprise scream. I tried to pull the door open, but it wouldn't budge. We heard a scream, it sounded like Mike, and then a loud crash. There was something going on down there. I turned to the group and I pointed at, I think it was James, and told him to call 911, get the, get the people out here. They all went outside, I guess, to go to the end of the driveway to guide the sheriff down to the house or whatever. I kept trying at the door for a good little bit, putting all my strength into it, but it wouldn't budge. It sounded like there was a brawl going on down there or something, and there were these terrible screeches coming up through the door. No matter how hard I pulled on the door, it wouldn't even, like, shake or anything. It was just shut completely welded the doorknob was ice cold in my grasp after a few minutes of fruitless exertion when my hands were like blue with cold i decided to hell with it i ran out to the shed to grab an axe it was one of those heavy wood splitting axe things you know as i was running back to the house i saw the flashing lights of the sheriff and a fire truck pulling up I dropped the axe and stopped running as soon as I saw them. I didn't know what they thought was going on, and running towards people with an axe in hand seemed like a bad idea at the time. They said something asking about where the basement was. I gathered that James must have told them Mike was stuck down there and not responding. As I led them into the house, I noted that the screams and screeches that had been deafening while I was trying to get Mike had seemingly stopped. They followed me to the kitchen where, lying on the floor, in front of us, was a bruised and bloody Mike. I don't recall fainting, but the next thing I remember was waking up on the couch with a couple of sheriff's deputies and an EMT standing over me. Apparently, Mike was in rough shape. They had airlifted him to the nearest hospital, but they said he was going to be fine. The deputies started grilling me about what had happened. If we were doing any illegal substances, made me blow into a breathalyzer, and just generally were trying to get any sort of story out of me that did not involve a basement door that, as far as they could tell, didn't exist. Luckily, the game night group is a good bunch, so they all stuck to the true story of events, no matter how much the powers that be interrogated them. They couldn't get anything out of us except the truth, but I don't blame them for trying. We told them he had gotten stuck in a mysterious basement, the door to which had seemingly disappeared as soon as they got there. Of course, they weren't going to believe that. It wasn't until about 1am that they called in a night and left us alone. For now, they said to expect to hear from them again when Mike woke up and told them what happened to him. I thought about going home with one of the other guys, but the basement door was gone, and I was worried the cops would think I was making a run for it if they came back in the morning and I was just not there. 
Before I went to bed, though, I grabbed some spare two-by-fours I had in the garage and nailed them up on the wall across where the door had been just to be on the safe side if he came back, I guess. You'd think that I'd have trouble sleeping that night, but I was exhausted from all the adrenaline I had, like, burned through trying to save Mike, and my brain was a bit burnt from the questioning. So I slept pretty soundly for a couple hours until I woke up to a loud banging sound coming from the kitchen. The door was back, and it sounded like someone was trying to open it from the inside. A loud rhythmic pounding like a battering ram reverberated through the house. Bam! Then a moment's silence, and then another BAM! The boards were holding, but I could see the screws I'd used being pulled kind of through the wood, you know? I watched for a moment, listening to the loud thuds or whatever was trying to beat down the door. There was no way my makeshift barricade was going to hold forever. So I, uh, I decided to just, like, go along with it, you know? I went back to my room and put on my shoes and I grabbed my keys and wallet and one of those metal boxes things, you know, that I use to keep all my important documents in. I went out to the car and put my things away and then went to the shed to grab a five-gallon, like, jerry can filled with gas for the lawnmower. I just filled it when I moved in a couple weeks ago, too, so it was almost completely full of that sweet, sweet, ethanol-free, you know, lawnmower gas. As I entered the house, I could hear the banging again. It sounded like it was speeding up. The boards holding the door closed were almost completely loose at that point, and the door could open maybe half an inch. I gave out a warning shout. I don't know who you are, but you should stop. All I got back was a loud shriek and more banging. I unscrewed the cap on the can and started splashing about the kitchen, especially on the door. I didn't know what was up with that basement appearing and disappearing out of nowhere. But at that point, I was pretty sure the sounds I was hearing weren't just paranoia. And with what happened to Mike and what my friends saw, I knew this door wasn't this ordinary basement. And it wasn't just in my head. I didn't want to wait to see what was down there, and whatever was trying to get out was almost certainly not going to be some pleasant surprise. Whatever was going on, it wasn't a mystery worth solving. One of the boards had fallen to the floor at that point. I splashed some gas onto a roll of paper towels, just the end, before pouring the rest of the fuel at the foot of the door. A few more good hits, and I'm sure the door would have opened. I didn't wait to see, though. I grabbed a lighter, one of those long barbecue lighters that was on the counter, and lit the end of the paper towels before tossing them in front of the door. I was hit with this wall of heat as the door and everything around it went up in flames. The pounding on the door stopped, but the loud shrieks and clicks it was making continued. I couldn't tell if it was the thing behind the door, the door itself crying out. I watched it for a moment as my kitchen quickly started to burn around me as the smoke filled the air. 
coughing, I made my way back outside, watching as smoke poured from my open windows. My house is was pretty far from the street and away from neighbors. Plus, it was like 4 a.m. at the time. So no one saw the smoke to call the fire department until all that was left was smoldering ashes. When they asked me why I didn't call the fire department myself, I told a small lie and said that when I woke up, my bedroom was already full of smoke, and after I got out, I was pretty out of it from smoke inhalation and passed out. There was so little left, they couldn't really tell what started the fire, so... I got off on that front. A few days later, I went to the nursing home to tell my great uncle that, unfortunately, the house he had trusted me with had burnt down completely. I didn't mention anything about the basement door or anything like that. I I didn't want someone to put me in a home like they had done to him, you know? I thought he'd be pretty upset, but... When I told him, he got real quiet and stared me in the eyes. He whispered to me that he was sorry, and he said I was a wiser man than he was. That was, uh, that was all I could get out of him about it. He, uh, he didn't want to talk about it anymore. <laughs> 